Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, August 23rd, and this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL's Top 50 NHL Player List. Over the next several weeks, Locked On NHL podcast hosts Joe DiBiase, Mike Stefano and Rachel Donner will reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube and turn on your notifications so that you never miss an episode. It will begin tomorrow with the list of snubs and then continue on August 27th with numbers 50 through 41. Spoiler alert, there are a few Bruins on the list, and I will be, uh, you know, commenting on those as it comes about. Now, another reminder to please smash the subscribe button to this podcast so that you never miss an episode for the month of August and into early September will be three days a week. So to make sure that you catch each one, hit that subscribe button. If you're on social media, you can follow the podcast at Uh, locked nhl bruins on both twitter and instagram if you want to follow me i'm at ian c mclaren to any new listeners out there just a little introduction about myself i haven't done this in a little bit Uh, i've been blogging about hockey for about 16 years i started with the joe thornton trade to san jose i really got more serious about it about 10 years ago and jumped on with various outlets, including the Hockey Writers, SB Nation, and then started my own site, which helped me to get a job at The Score, where I worked for about five years covering all things hockey. Uh, From there, I went back to SB Nation. Uh, I covered junior hockey for both Fear the Fin and Second City Hockey, covering uh, prospects in the OHL for the Sharks and the Blackhawks, and got to cover the 2019 OHL Championship here in Guelph. And uh, shortly after that, I started this podcast and have been doing it since October 2019. Very crazy that we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of Locked On Boston Bruins, and I can't express enough my appreciation to all of you who have listened along the way and uh, who do so multiple times a week. This past week, around the NHL Network, we ranked 7th. I'd love to get that uh, a bit higher, so if you could download each day, that would be very much appreciated. Today on the podcast... I thought I would take a look at the upcoming season schedule and highlight some key dates on the calendar. There are 10 that I have picked. Now, of course, heading into 2021-22, we should note that it's going to be more of a regular style schedule, meaning uh, the Bruins will play regularly against their Atlantic Division opponents. They will play two games against the Metro Division opponents, uh, two at home and two away, I should say, so four total, and then two against each of the Western Conference teams. Uh, So there will be a lot of games against uh, the Leafs, Canadians, Lightning, 
uh, Panthers, Red Wings, Sabres, and Senators once again. We'll see less of those Metro teams that the Bruins had been in a division with last season, like the Capitals, Penguins, Rangers, uh, who else was in there? Hurricanes, Flyers, etc., etc., Islanders. Uh, thank goodness we don't have to wade through eight games of Boston, New Jersey this season. Anyways, the season begins on October 16th at home against Tyler Sagan and the Dallas Stars. The Stars are two years removed from, well, not two years, I guess really one year, two seasons removed from being in the Stanley Cup Final, down year last year. Uh, But Bruins-Stars games always seem to have some extra pop. And, um, you know, obviously the TD Garden crowd will be ecstatic to be back and watching uh, some regular season hockey against an unfamiliar, relatively unfamiliar opponent, seeing as they haven't played the Stars in some time. Fans were back at TD Garden last season, but uh, yeah, this will be the first full season where the Bruins will be playing in front of full capacity crowds, which is going to be awesome to see. Next, I highlighted Sunday, November 6th, at Toronto, the first time the Bruins will travel to Canada since the playoff bubble uh, last year. Uh, first time they'll be playing the Leafs in quite some time. Obviously, there is a bit of a rivalry that exists between Boston and Toronto due to recent playoff uh, matchups. And with the Atlantic Division being back together, it's quite possible that we could see these two teams playing again in the playoffs this coming season. Uh, the Leafs coming off another disappointing first round exit at the hands of the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, the Bruins would no doubt love to just keep them, um, yeah, doubting their ability to rise to the top of the Atlantic Division. Speaking of Canadian teams, the Bruins will host the Montreal Canadiens on Sunday, November 14th. The Canadiens advanced to the Stanley Cup final this past season. Uh, They will be without Captain Shea Weber, but they're still a pretty good team, and they'll be looking to, you know, demonstrate that their run to the final was no fluke, that they are going to be competitive in the Atlantic Division. We all remember how good Carey Price was in the playoffs. It will be Boston's first look at Cole Caulfield. Uh, They have added Mike Hoffman. They're still a pretty good team. The Atlantic is going to be incredibly competitive this season between uh, the two Florida teams who have the look of Stanley Cup contenders, the Bruins, the Leafs, the Canadians, like I said, will be looking to prove their medal. And uh, so that's five teams right there that will be vying for four playoff spots plus a wild card spot, and that's not to mention the talented teams over in the Metro Division that will be trying to make their mark as well. So, you know, that 4-5 spot could be very interesting, and it could very well come down to Boston, Montreal, Toronto when it comes to deciding those spots behind the two Florida teams, who I believe are the two best teams in the Atlantic Division heading into this season. So, yeah. Bruins will be hosting the Canadians. Obviously, that's always a good time, and it will be nice to see these two teams matching up against one another again. A whole season without uh, Boston-Montreal felt very weird, and I will be very much looking forward to this game. 
One more uh, before we take a break here. The Friday, November 26th game against the New York Rangers, the Black Friday afternoon game. This one will be kind of bittersweet in some ways because the last time these two teams played on Black Friday, uh, David Posternak made an amazing move on the Rangers' defense in overtime to set up a David Krejci goal on Henrik Lundqvist. Krejci, of course, has moved on to play at home in the Czech Republic. His jersey was revealed this morning. He'll be wearing familiar number 46 for his new team. And Hedrick Lundqvist has also moved on uh, and had announced his retirement last week from uh, the NHL, which was uh, very sad to see. So kind of a new, uh, new dawn for the Rangers-Bruins rivalry. I really think this could or should be a premier matchup in the NHL, and they're really trying to make it that by featuring this game year in and year out, and it's one that I very much enjoy. I don't get that day off up here in Canada, so it's kind of one that I uh, watch having an early happy hour uh, heading into the weekend up here in Canada. Now, before we move on, Let's talk for a moment about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to place your bets online. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football, and teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contest information, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promos. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for your 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, next up on my dates to watch will be a Thursday, December 9th game at Edmonton. The Bruins will be in the midst of a three-game Western Canadian road trip and Newly re-signed Taylor Hall will visit the team that drafted him first overall for the first time as a Bruin. Uh, that one will be must-watch just because Connor McDavid will be participating. Anytime you can watch McDavid play, uh, you have to do it. But it will be very cool to see Taylor Hall in black and gold playing for the team that drafted him first overall, one pick ahead of Tyler Sagan, who went to the Boston Bruins, of course. Uh, so yeah, that will be a fun one to watch. Next, uh, I circled Tuesday, February 1st. The Bruins will be hosting the expansion Seattle Kraken. Uh, I don't know if there will be a Jeremy Lozon tribute video. There probably will be, uh, but he'll be back, and it will be Boston's first chance to see the NHL's 32nd franchise. Now, what's interesting about this game is that it comes right before a scheduled Olympic break. Uh, the NHL will be off from February 2nd to the 23rd in the hopes that NHL players will be participating at the 2022 Winter Olympic Games in China. Now, 
as of right now. There is no agreement between the NHL and the IIHF for players to appear at the 2022 games. Uh, there were no NHL players at the 2018 uh, games, although Boston Bruins assistant head coach Chris Kelly was part of that team that represented Canada. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting because many of these dates that I'm uh, outlining now will be subject to change if uh, there is no agreement and they scrap that break from the Olympic schedule. The first day back from the break is Thursday, February 24th, and the Bruins will be in Seattle to take on the Kraken, uh, their first visit to the new arena there. So Olympic break from the 2nd to the 23rd, bookended by Boston's first game against the Kraken and their first visit to Seattle to play the Kraken. The final date that I circled on the calendar is Saturday, March 5th at Columbus. This will be Nick Foligno's first game in Columbus after being traded to Toronto by the Blue Jackets last season. He served as captain of the team for six seasons, and the Bruins will also be playing against old pal Sean Corrali in this one. But I'm sure there'll be an emotional uh, welcome home for Nick Foligno, an emotional tribute, a rousing ovation. And he will no doubt be looking to put on a show for his uh, former teammates and the Blue Jackets fans. Now, I just realized that I skipped a game. That would be the uh, December 4th game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Bruins will welcome the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions to the Garden for their first meeting since the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs in Toronto. Uh, it will be their first regular season meeting since a very bitter matchup in March of 2020. And it will be a good measuring stick game uh, for the Bruins as well as they look to stack up against a team that could very well challenge for their third uh, Stanley Cup in a row. The Bruins will close out the season with a Friday night game against the Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena. It is the second of a back-to-back -back that begins at home the previous night against Buffalo. Now, uh, some other nuggets from the 2021-22 schedule. Their longest road trip will be six games from February 24th, beginning with that Seattle game. Uh, it will be uh, going through California, through Vegas, and Columbus. Uh, their longest homestand will be in January with games against Philly, Nashville, Carolina, Washington, Winnipeg, and Anaheim. There are 13 sets of back-to-backs, with the first being October 27th, 28th at Florida, and then versus Carolina, and then the one to end the season. Uh, I mentioned the layoff. There's also an All-Star weekend set for February 4th and 5th in Las Vegas. Uh, the Olympic break is scheduled to follow the All-Star game. But like I mentioned, no final agreement has been made regarding the possible participation of NHL players at uh, the 2022 games in uh, Beijing. Now again, the scheduling matrix, five teams, uh, they will play two home, two away. That's games within their division. One team, they'll play two home, one away. One team, they'll play one home, two away. Uh, games within the conference, so games against the Metro teams. Four teams, they'll play two home, one away. Four teams, they'll play one home, two away. And then uh, non-conference teams, one home, one away. 
So those are the big uh, dates to circle on the schedule for this coming season. This will all be preceded by a exhibition schedule that begins Sunday, September 26th against the Washington Capitals. They'll then play the Rangers, Flyers, Rangers, Flyers, and Capitals, kind of keeping it geographically close for the exhibition schedule, I guess, just uh, to make it easier and because of COVID protocols. Are there any games that you're excited to uh, watch this season? Let me know at Locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It comes in nine amazing flavors, and everybody is passionate about their favorites, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, or German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine. Not only are Built Bar flavors great tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, all amazing tasting and good for you. Built Bar is also the official bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Before I get to that, a quick show recommendation. I know a lot of you enjoy when I uh, talk about what I'm watching. I started watching Heels on uh, Stars this past weekend. It's a show about uh, two brothers who are the heirs of a struggling small-time wrestling outfit in Georgia. And uh, yeah, kind of the name comes from the roles that wrestlers play. There's faces who are the good guys, heels who are the bad guys. Uh, And this show so far kind of blurs uh, between the two and takes a behind-the-scenes look at how it all comes together. Uh, Very entertaining so far, very well written, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I've also been watching Reservation Dogs on Hulu, which uh, you may uh, know that one of the creators of the show is uh, Taika Waititi. It's the first... uh, all indigenous writer directors uh, show along with the majority indigenous cast and production team. Uh, there's about, I think there's four episodes so far. Very funny, very entertaining. Um, and I highly recommend that one. Speaking of Waititi, I went and saw Free Guy this past weekend with my sons. Uh, it's a bit heavy on language for younger ones, but I thought it was uh, very good, very entertaining. Kind of a Lego movie, Emmett vibes meets, you know, Fortnite, GTA uh, kind of thing. I really did enjoy it. Ryan Reynolds, always entertaining and hilarious. And uh, the storyline was uh, was pretty fresh and good as well. Very good, uh, you know, CGI. There's a hilarious Channing Tatum cameo. Not really cameo, but uh, there is a, well, I won't spoil that. Anyways, I highly recommend that if you are looking for some entertainment And, uh, you know, when people say, who still watches Walking Dead? Well, that is my wife and I. We're catching up on the end of season 10. I know season 11 premiered last night. So we have two episodes left of season 10. And then we'll catch up on that one as well. You know, it's gotten better over the last couple years. Big dip there in the middle. 
Uh, but with the new showrunner, it's it's pretty good, and we've come this far, so we figured we might as well finish it off. Of course, I'm keeping an eye on the Jack Eichel saga, and David Pagnotta of the fourth period cites sources claiming he has yet to undergo surgery to repair a herniated disc in his neck. This is a big point of contention between Eichel and the Sabres. Eichel wants to go ahead with a surgery that hasn't been performed on a hockey player before. The Sabres are reluctant to allow him to do so because of the apparent risk that comes with it. So it's unlikely he'll be medically cleared at this point to start the regular season, regardless of the team that he's playing for. Um... He wants, like I said, disc replacement surgery, while team doctors recommend fusion surgery. Whether or not his status heading into the season affects his trade uh, value remains to be seen, but it's likely his cap hit and an exorbitant asking price on the part of the Sabres that is uh, stalling things at this point, and this certainly shouldn't help. It's also been noted that uh, the Sabres... uh, Season ticket sales are hurting because of this stalemate with Eichel. They don't look very good heading into this coming season. Uh, So looks like it'll be another very down year in Buffalo. Another uh, player to keep an eye on in terms of trade is Vladimir Tarasenko. He reportedly asked for a trade earlier in the offseason. And he still has not uh, been traded. Now... While it's believed that the Ducks are among the serious suitors for Jack Eichel, they could also be in the mix for Tarasenko, uh, according to uh, Eric Stevens of The Athletic. Uh, It would be quite a bit of handiwork to acquire both, but uh, the Ducks really seem to be a team that's looking to add. They have some very tantalizing prospects that they could dangle and uh, they could be a team that makes some noise here in the remaining days of the offseason. When it comes to our Bruins, I don't know, there's still some talk about Jake DeBrusque potentially being in play with the Oilers and Flames being linked, but uh, the return, I don't think, at this point, would merit uh, giving up on DeBrusque if you're just going to trade for, I saw suggestions about like Zach Cassian, Josh Archibald from... Uh, Edmonton, that's a pass for me, unless they're able to bring in that second line center as part of a package involving DeBrusque, then I say just hold on to him for now, see if he can mesh on the third line, maybe raise his trade value, or, you know, maybe even uh, rebound and become the Jake DeBrusque that we have all come to know and love, and uh, just continue to thrive, or get back to thriving as a member of the Boston Bruins. I should also mention that you may have seen a video of David Pasternak uh, leading a crowd chant at a Czech soccer game over the weekend. Czech football game, I should say. Uh, He uh, was shirtless on a bit of a railing, not a railing, but elevated at least. And when he jumped down, he appeared to drop the F-bomb. I'm hoping that it was not him Uh, you know, tweaking something. Hopefully it was just him spilling a beer or something. And uh, overall, I just am very happy to see Pasternak kind of living his best life. He had a very, um, you know, rough beginning to the offseason, obviously with the loss of his infant uh, child uh, with girlfriend Rebecca Rolson. So uh, just hoping they're both doing well. Great to see Pasternak out and about enjoying life, 
and uh, hopefully nothing was tweaked there uh, on that dismount. Anyways, that is it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I thank you so much for listening. I hope your week is off to a good start, that you all stayed dry for over the weekend, stayed safe as Hurricane Tropical Depression. Was it Henry or Henri? It was spelled like Henri, so I called it Henri. Um, so, yeah, I hope you all stayed safe in the midst of that. And, uh, yeah, that uh, your week is off to a great start. If you need me, you can reach me at ENC McLaren. Always love to hear from all of you. And uh, if you could also rate and review the podcast if you haven't already, that would be very much appreciated. Be back in a couple days with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Please send in some mailbag questions if you have any. And uh, we'll talk to you again later. Take care of yourselves, friends, and take care of each other. Go Bees!